0: Welcome to a free
1: solution.
2: Welcome to a free solution. I'm Kevin we'll O'Shea. Today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor.
1: I'm here, Kevin, and it's it's the the time of the year that we've all been waiting for. Well, when you have a 17 year old kid that's a senior and he's wrestling and he makes it back to the state tournament with 192 wins, he's tied for the school record. <laughs> he needs one more win at the state tournament to set the all time school record at Cooperstown, New York. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for him. Yeah, that's
2: that that's cool, man. I, I I'm excited for you. Like to and I know folks listening on WYSL appreciate you being here. You can't see him. Tim Tim is just such a proud dad right now. Just so excited uh for his son, which which should be. You know, that's that's a lot of hard work that went into uh making it to that level. And uh I I wish him luck.
1: Yeah. Thank you, and he does. He's working hard. He's he's working extra hard this week. He's going to work extra hard next week. It's 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 good stuff. He's doing great.
2: Yeah, that that that's awesome. So I'm sure uh, all the listeners here are are rooting for your son. I hope he does well. Um, and so so we do, we do have a few uh, things to talk about today. Um, we we have. Some, some Tucker Carlson news, whether or not Tucker Carlson did some journalism talking to Vladimir Putin. Um, we'll talk about some film subsidies in New York and whether or not film subsidies work. They work
1: great for the somebody.
2: They, they, they work great depending on who you
1: ask. Yeah. It,
2: <laughs> if you're getting the subsidies, they work awesome. They were, uh,
1: they're they're incredible. Hey, guys, wait till uh, you hear this detail. So maybe some of you already know, but when I mean, yeah. my head might explode like. I'll break out the Glenbeck duct tape during this this part of the the whole thing. It's just wow, wow.
2: Just yeah, no, it's it's wild. Um, so I later in the show I may say something nice about Governor Hochul. We'll see. We'll see. Nobody wants that, uh, Kevin. Nobody. Yeah. Dude, every once in a while, she's right. You know, and I'll I, I'll I'll say it. Like when 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 Hochul's right, I'll say that. When when Trump is right, I'll say that. Um, you know, it's it it's it's rare. In, yep. in in both those cases but um you know i'll call them out when when they write about stuff and, right. and then we'll talk about the uh the special counsel report uh pertaining to biden's confidential documents and then maybe if we get to it we'll talk about tax assessments in rochester and some interesting stuff going on there yeah i uh, try, try throwing some of this local stuff
1: yeah we, we <laughs> should well. we definitely should talk about it i i i saw your tweet i like your take um I, of course, have some pushback, but not not necessarily at your take on it, but just my hatred yeah. for taxation.
2: Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Taxation is, how's it go? Taxation is extortion. Taxation is.
1: Is theft, coercion, and yeah. extortion all rolled all into one.
2: <laughs> uh, so that's right. So let, let's talk about the Tucker Carlson thing first, because I'm sure you've seen it. You know, like we've talked about. We talked about Tucker. We've talked about like some some issues there. And it it kind of blew up in terms of I think everyone was talking about like it was kind of meta commenting on the interview. So like maybe we get that out of the way first and we talk about like what actually happened there. But I mean thoughts on it. Did journalism, not journalism, were people freaking out for no reason? Like what what, what are we looking at?
1: Well, it's it's interesting to me because we've boogeyman Putin, which he certainly has. He's a Machiavellian psychopath who, who rules with an iron fist. These these things are real. Um, but it, it, his interview with Tucker, and it was kind of a softball interview, but it wasn't like, what do you expect? You're in Russia, man. You know what I mean? Like, you do this wrong, maybe you don't get to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so there's, there's – I mean,
2: it, it, it did produce some great memes because of that.
1: Yeah. So it, all in all – I think that – I will say that it it disempowers some of the ability to demonize him further, Um, even though some of the demonization is telling the truth. It was an interesting interview, and and like I say, I was two minutes in, and I had already concluded that I trust him more and I like him more than I like Hillary Clinton. I that's just yes. a fact. <laughs> it's just a fact. Just a I bad. mean
2: yeah, fa- fair enough. Um I mean we're again we're we're setting the the bar pretty low here down the swamps mm-hmm. low. Um and you know uh, more, more than Hillary Clinton. All right. So we we've established that. yeah Not saying you, you trust the guy just just more than Hillary Clinton.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a relative thing for sure, you know, like I th- I felt as though he was more honest, more forthcoming and and well a, Better recounter of history than Hillary Clinton, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> I don't know where yeah. else to
1: go with that. You know,
2: no, I mean, uh, yeah, well, then, then a lot of politicians here in this country, for, for better or worse, um, I mean, he has a particular reason why he's building a historical narrative. And I do want to talk about like that specifically sure. because he's telling a story and the story is, and therefore my war is justified. But that's, so, yeah, and, he,
1: that he did do that. Um, and I don't know that his war is justified, but I don't know that I one of his let's talk about your point first, because I'm going to make my point eventually. But his historical case for Ukrainian, you know, Russian possession or Russian participation of Ukraine, um, I, I, I'm not persuaded by it. If Ukraine is independent, regardless of whether it was a coup or an insurrection or whatever, like that's. That's where it's at. You know what I mean? Do they get to take right. it back?
2: Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that that's certainly his narrative about all that. And then I mean like people have made like jokes about this, but he's talking about like history back in like the eight hundreds to twelve hundreds and like the or like the the somewhat common origin of like Ukrainian and Russian cultures, right? Which is true, but there's also like a lot of like single origins in like all of European culture. And so, like, how far back do you get to go to claim, like, nationalism and sovereignty over a space, right?
1: I'm going to go all um, the way back to where I get to claim my castle in Ireland. That's that's how far back I'm going to go.
2: Yeah, the problem is is that, like, if you go back and, you, and you, if you play that game, right, like, is there any reason why the UK shouldn't be able to claim the United States as its territory, because after all, we share a common language, we share a common history. And at one point in time, they ruled over this area. So therefore, why shouldn't they get to rule the United States? Why not? Let them try. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, exactly. Is it like at some point in time, the American government's like, no, we do not want to live under a king any longer. And we threw them off violently. And the Ukrainians more or less did the same thing several times throughout history. Right. The Ukrainians are like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. We have our own distinct culture, our own distinct history, and we don't want to be ruled by people far away from us. We're going to have sovereignty. And then several times Russia took back over. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that, that's kind of how it went throughout history. And and Vladimir Putin's using that uh, historical narrative again, going back, you know, thousands of years, essentially, to say, like, well we have this common history and we have one nationalism therefore we're one people and all the people who are claiming to be ukrainian distinct from russians are illegitimate like no no they he doesn't get to make that call and it certainly isn't a justification for invading another country any more than it would be a justification for some canadian weirdo invading deciding to invade the United States because he thinks we're one country because we have a common language and history. Nope, wouldn't work out that way. And if anyone tried to do that from Canada, we would expel those people violently. Right? Am I, sure. am I right?
1: No. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I like, I, like I said, I was unpersuaded by his his historical narrative. Even though what he did demonstrate, Kevin, was a certain mental acuity that I found refreshing. <laughs>
2: He can build a story, you know, yeah. and and that's that's fine. Is is a well rehearsed story. Um, it, for for better, I mean, this is this is what nations do, right? Like I, I, I kind of bristle at the idea of most nationalism. Sure. Uh, like I, I think you and I have talked about. Like we we have a little bit of civic nationalism in both of us. We're like we're we're proud of like the structure the United States tried to build around government, even if it falls short of what that ideal is. Right. Quite often. Um. But like a lot of nationalism, particularly like a lot of European nationalism. Um. But uh, actually, I won't even say it's exclusive to European. This is a worldwide thing. But a lot of nationalism ends up being that that kind of blood and soil type nationalism. Like oh. We have ancestors here. We have, um, you know, a common blood. We have a common region, and therefore, that's why we get to dominate this region. Um, and and that's again, it, it, Europe does a lot of that. That's that's yeah. what Germany did. It's <laughs> um, what France did. Yeah. It's it's what parts. of I mean, UK is a little bit messier because they didn't as thoroughly destroy some of the minor cultures in the UK. Although you know, there's there's a whole Irish thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. The whole Irish, yeah. thing, you know,
2: the whole Irish thing. There, there's a thing there. Yeah. Um, we won't j- jump into that that history, but like they, I, they didn't exterminate the minor cultures in the way that a lot of Europeans did.
1: Um, no, they they that, starved them. I mean, they forced yeah. to flee. They did a lot of one
2: w- yeah. for one for lack of trying. Yeah, but, uh, for... <laughs> they were not as
1: yeah, they certainly successful. put in good effort. Right, like oppression is oppression, and that's a reality. Yeah. Um, I think that. To your point about nationalism, I think we had a more um, romanticized version of nationalism that was not was based on the fact that we were a cultural melting pot, um, even though we weren't completely successful and government often stood in the way of that. Um, that was what our nationalism to me was supposed to be. And then you do see a, a, a somewhat of a zealot or a fervor like that that comes out of that, that I I don't enjoy that, that it goes no. a little bit too far because maybe it's just because I'm Irish. And the way we conquered the world was like by going out and reproducing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? Like that's, that's, that's how we survived. Like we yeah, had the rabbit uh, strategy.
2: Yeah. You, you left and then just uh, showed up and started making babies. Yes, yeah.
1: And, you know, being successful and hard workers in our yeah, community right. and contributing and, and, Building our communities out, but welcoming other people in. And so that's that was our our cultural path to success worldwide. And
2: right. So well, that's part of it. And again, in, in the United States, it's, um, you know, one of those things where, like, you eventually become full American. Right. That's 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 the idea is that all these other cultures, not just the Irish, but everyone is able to go in and, and build around this idea of your country of origin isn't necessarily the defining feature of you, you were able to make your own destiny and participate in government and as long as you are not trampling on the rights of others, you can uh, exercise your own freedoms, right? So that's the idea behind that and again, yeah. a lot of other nationalisms are not built that way and I, and I remember like being a student in Germany and um, kind of seeing up close like oh, this this form of nationalism over there, even as it existed back in like 2011 when I was there is it's a lot different than American nationalism. It's, I said, it's it's a lot more tied to like, like I said, blood and soil. It's a lot more tied to like, oh, you're German because your ancestors are German, and those Turkish people who are over here and anyone else, they will never be German ever. Um, and then. Wow but they have some you know and then, and there's still a little bit of like oh yeah like you know we are we kind of have some common things with the austrians like am mm, careful with that guys yeah. tried that i, I mean
1: what, are, what yeah. are they thinking and so let me point out that i think i felt as though i feel as though kevin identity politics um tries to destroy what i thought our nationalism was where where we're saying you're a part of that culture and anything tim does to like participate in your culture may in fact be cultural appropriation and be offensive and and back in the 70s i agree yeah my my neighborhood was a melting pot like everything we we were coming together better back then and it's kind of seems like it's been derailed over the last few years um and i think that that that's unfortunate um,
2: I do no, do. no, I mean, like there, there's some forms of like identity politics where either like race or national origin become an essential feature of your character yeah. where you are like defined by the group that you are a part of rather than the group you're part of being a part of your entire individual identity. And that's toxic. It's 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 degrading to civic life.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I've mentioned on this show and many of my tweets deal with with pointing my angry stubby Irish fingers at identity (laughs) politics and how it's a, a form of malevolence and how it's like incredibly divisive and in the end. And at the end of the day, it empowers systems that will eventually be used against people participating in identity politics. Like it's not something that's going to work in your favor. Like
2: no, and it, it becomes like a zero-sum power struggle is what ends up happening yeah. with that with this stuff, and uh, yeah, that's going to get it. dangerous quickly. Um, I, I do want to bring it back to the topic of of Tucker's interview because I didn't actually get talked about. Like, because one of the weird narratives going around about the the interview itself was like, is Tucker Carlson a traitor for going over and interviewing Vladimir Putin? And no. I mean, this is this is like kind of the unhinged, like um, pro-Ukrainian left talking about this stuff. But I did see a bit of it and i don't know to me that's a bit ridiculous right again what was it sort of a softball interview yeah a little bit like yeah. it was but i i think it is useful and it is journalism to talk to leaders and even if you're giving like not an aggressive interview try to get them to talk about what they really think right yeah and you have to you have to understand like With someone like Vladimir Putin, he he knows that he is speaking to an audience and that he is speaking most likely to an American audience. So he is trying to tell a narrative that he thinks is going to convince Americans to be less supportive of the Ukrainian case for independence. Right. Sure. That's 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 what he's trying to do. He's trying to convince you, like, look at all this shared history. I'm really just trying to, like, correct a historical anomaly. And that's why, like, we have to, you know he conduct this war he he did
1: and you probably saw but he went a step further kevin and he he wants to protect the world from nazism by by taking over ukraine right which uh, look at the end of the day he had a
2: bunch of weird stuff
1: yeah at the end of the day it was a freaking sales job right vladimir putin
2: it is i mean and that's what like just to be clear most politicians are doing that. Like most politicians are trying to sell you something sure. when they're giving an interview, right? That's what kind of what public relations is. They're trying to make their case for whatever power they're trying to exercise, right? Yeah. In this case, he's trying to exercise power on the world stage by convincing Americans that he's right about certain things. Um, and that's, I said, it's, it's useful. It's interesting. I mean, he says some weird stuff in there. Like basically Poland was asking for it during World War II. Um, that was a, that was a weird bit. Um. Yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. He got a bit strange about some of the the NATO stuff too. Like he didn't like really bite on that as hard as I think Tucker was was expecting. I, but.
1: I feel like the world would buy into that more if he leaned into that harder. Like that's a narrative that yeah. I find. Well, like now that's it,
2: what like the the anti-war side here in the United States is like. Oh yeah, it's like because NATO was on his doorstep, and that's why he did it. He's like, nah, it's because like you know Ukrainians are really Russians, and that's why we get to do this. He, um, he probably <laughs> thinks on
1: the world stage that somehow that's a stronger claim. I think that right. The strongest claim from 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 my perspective is of course the fact that NATO was was brought forth to do battle against the Soviet Union to guard. You know, America and its allies in Europe against a, a growing Soviet Union. We won the Cold War, mission accomplished. Let's stop funding NATO. Like, that's the non interventionist in me. Like, plus they yeah. take way more money from us. Like, when we talk about percentages of, of budgets and GDP, like, we fund NATO,
2: period. Wow. We. We might have to get into this during the break because we have like two minutes left. Okay. But like we we could talk about yeah. I, I think I know where you're going with the, the the Trump comment too, where he's talking about well, if they're not given their share, like we're just not going to defend them if they yeah, get. Well, invaded.
1: they're they're not even meeting their percentages that they they.
2: Problem, yeah right. right? They're, they're supposed uh, to to contribute two percent of their GDP is supposed to be towards military spending, so that they as an entire alliance can defend. And income to the aid of other pieces of the Alliance. Right. Yeah. So a it's percentage. a percentage shoddy
1: numbers, Kevin, when it comes to that, like they're, they're not that I want absolute dollars. If, if England puts in a dollar, we put in a dollar. If, if Germany puts in a dollar, we'll put in a dollar for each other I mean- country that puts in a dollar.
2: Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i actually like, as, as far as like structuring an alliance, if I if that's what I'm trying to do successfully, I'm fine with the percentage thing. Right. Just like the economy of Estonia is going to be smaller than the United States. Like, that's just what it is. And we put in a dollar. That's fair. I, I mean, like them spending 10 billion dollars is much different than the U.S. spending 10 billion dollars. Like it's just like it, it is different. Right. Like, it's, no, it's a know. much All bigger right, portion of with their economy. OK,
1: OK. I, you know, no, I'm I'm still going down this road. They
2: don't. You, you, you think like just basically flat tax. Like, you know, everyone's just pay or not not even flat tax. You just parity in terms of like actual dollar amounts. Like, not necessarily. Okay, everyone's putting in amount, a billion dollars. But
1: if our our absolute contri- contribution is a hundred billion, shouldn't they somehow come up with more? Like equal our contribution on some level
2: i mean it is mostly built around defending europe you know like you'd think so i would think so but
1: that's what i'm thinking. yeah
2: but, but anyway uh we're gonna have to continue this discussion into the break because we're out of time for the radio portion thanks again for joining us here on free solution on wyso we'll be back in just a few minutes talk to you soon
3: Introducing a sobering and unavoidable truth, the latest advancements in artificial intelligence have made cyber attacks easier than ever before. Cyber criminals are relentlessly targeting your business right now, seeking the tiniest opening in your defenses to drain your accounts and steal sensitive data. Your finances and your customers' trust are on the line. Call the experts at Simple Tech Innovations now at 585-999-TECH to secure your business today. Don't wait until it's too late. Make the call today, 585-999-TECH. Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution.
2: You ever need a tool for just one project, but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called the Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at toolshed.org. That's S-E-A-C, toolshed.org.
3: In 1926, the Avon Fire Department put an Aarons Fox Pumper into service. It now sits fully restored in a museum near Toronto. Avon has an opportunity to bring the fox home for its 100th birthday for a fraction of its appraised value. The Aarons Fox Fold Circle Preservation Society needs your help. Look us up on Facebook or call 615-6463. Let's
0: bring home the fox a free solution on the wysl stations
2: welcome back to a free solution i'm kevin wilson I'm here today, joined by tim the freedom barrier, and o'connor
1: yeah kevin um i'm still here man and, and we duked it out in our break over this whole putin thing we blew it up in greater detail and i hope the WYSL audience considers joining us in the future for some of these more in-depth conversations but kevin we've got an entire radio show and a limited amount of time. We've got some other shit you want to comment on, bro.
2: We do. Yeah. But uh so if you do want to hear that though, go follow our podcast. Go subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to. Like just just go find us a free solution. Uh listen to our podcast and you get extra content there. We're putting out for free. Just for now all, all totally free. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah <laughs> Get extra <laughs> Why not? For now. For now. But get it while you can. Um <laughs> But we do have other stuff to talk about for the radio show. We, we we want to talk about film subsidies. Now, Tim, New York State had commissioned a group to review whether or not film subsidies in New York State provide an economic benefit. Just just guessing, Tim, how, how do you think that turned out? Do you think, like, yes, film subsidies are awesome and New York State should keep doing them or – think maybe maybe it didn't work so well well
1: i think i think they came back with yes keep doing them but they don't (laughs) do a freaking thing for anybody but the film company okay like they don't have a net positive benefit on the economy in new york state at all am i close
2: yeah, that I mean, that's more or less your I think the the conclusion was pretty close to this as based on an objective weighing of costs and benefits. The film production credit is at best a break, even proposition and more likely a net cost to New York State. Yeah. So it turns out subsidizing people doing filming stuff in New York State is not a winner on the the idea. the The idea behind the film credit is, OK, people are going to come. Somewhere up to somewhere in New York State, right? It could be New York City, but it could be you know they're they're filming something up in Utica or like wherever, and you go up there, you do your filming. You, the film crew is going to be in town. They're going to buy stuff. Um, they're going to like maybe promote the region because people know it's it's up there, right? Because everyone gets excited every time someone films something at a gas station off of like the the throughway. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs>
1: Big business, <laughs> yeah.
2: But but people are around for a little while, and you know, like I mean, like there there things that happened in Rochester. Like part of Spider Man Two was filmed in Rochester, yeah. even though all the cars say like NYPD. But some of that was filmed in downtown Rochester. Yeah. Um. And the idea is like, oh, like we're we gonna have all these folks here, and we're gonna make so much money off of it. We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, give them a a credit. Now, Tim, do you want to explain how the 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 credit works though
1: it's it's it is an epic epic credit kevin it is it's it's frankly it's the best credit available guys you can take it in the year that you're the here, right against whatever you earn but guess what if you don't earn enough to go past the credit you can still get that money okay so let's say your your film studio gets a thirty thousand dollar credit from New York State. All of that thirty thousand dollars is yours, even if you pay zero taxes, zero dollars in taxes in New York State. So you just file for it. It's basically a grant
2: and it's Yeah, it's refundable in the years claim. So yeah, you, you just let like, you get the money for it even if at the end you're not because like how a lot of tax credits usually work it's more like okay you've done business in new york state for the year 2023 and you've earned certain credits there's certain incentives and you can take some of that off of your tax bill yeah right like that's how it's how credits normally work but that's not how this works it's just basically a straight up subsidy
1: yeah it's 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 like the earned income credit if you have kids right like right. it's fully refundable 100 percent. guys the i just want everyone to know that i met penny marshall because of her filming in cooperstown i believe it was a, a league of their own or something like that but anyways she was hanging out at my bar back in the day oh, neat yeah it was great
2: that's pretty cool so were they getting a film credit? And is it all worth it, then, Tim? Because you got to be a celebrity.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. I did not make extra tips that night. Like those oh. that film crew crew took up spaces of regular customers that tip rather well, and they were not particularly good tippers. So, wow. I Tim. Not it sounds like with them. Other than I got to see a famous person and a bunch of city kids who were like basically broke and traveling around, manning like cameras. And you know, I, moving lights and stuff like that. So and of course, Penny Marshall, which she didn't even pay for a drink. Somebody else paid for it, put it on her tab or something. Like it was ridiculous. I didn't make I didn't make extra money. I don't care who these people are. I got nothing right. from this thing. Nothing.
2: It's so, a net negative for you too. It was. Saying.
1: Yeah, it was. I
2: was like, okay, cool. I guess you spent money. So like the bar, like maybe makes something, but like. But if they're taking up the spots of people who would have been there anyway and then dipped you better, well, it's not really working for you. That's right. And, you know, and and, and like so like going over some of this other stuff and I'll share the link um, talking about this. It says one of the points in there says the film production credit does not provide a positive return to the state production activity and hiring attributed to the credit generates a combined total of 31 cents in direct and indirect revenues for every dollar the state pays producers. That's $0.31 cents on the dollar. Woo. That is good. that Look, guys, that's how you invest
1: taxpayers' money for maximizing return. That is why New York State is incredibly successful. That, those, those kind of fiscal decisions, Kevin, where you can spend a million dollars and get $310,000 back. Is my math correct? No.
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean more or, yeah, more or less. Um I mean
1: yeah. it's like it's like you buying a lottery ticket, right? Like if you buy hundreds of scratch off tickets, every hundred dollars you spend, ninety five bucks of it goes to the state. This is that in reverse. Yeah, arguably.
2: No, that's kind of what it is. But and the, the thing that that's ridiculous is like we, we've actually known this for decades. Like we've known this for a long time. There's another study back in 2013 yeah. that said the same thing. It says, like, hey, as it turns out, the, the amount we are subsidizing these film production companies exceeds the total tax liability for the whole industry. Meaning like we basically we put in more money to the subsidy than we gained from the film industry Yeah, well, uh, as a whole
1: don't don't worry kevin N- nothing in this report is going to prevent us from coming up coming up with
2: 700
1: million dollars a year for film tax credit subsidies uh, for to the tune of 7.7 7 billion dollars if every if if it's fully taken advantage of through 2034 so this program is fully funded guys it's, it's it's like
2: $8 billion. Funded, you know, we, we we we're having issues like fully addressing like road repair in New York State and uh, all sorts of other cha- educational challenges. But we're going to spend several billion dollars subsidizing the film industry because, well, it's glamorous, I suppose. But my goodness, what, what a scam this is.
1: I mean. It it's gotta be a scam, it's gotta be a, a campaign coffer filler, it's gotta be all of those things, doesn't it? I mean, why else would these these know nothings do this, you know? There there has to be some motivation. It can't just be simple incompetence, can it?
2: It, it might be. I mean, you've you kind of stumped me on this one because like normally I'm like, yeah, this is just incompetence. But like like the best I can think of is either people are deluding themselves and, and, and maybe, you know, like I'm going to have to look up because this this keeps going on. Right. Like it keeps perpetuating on like, uh, oh, but we'll have to ask our, our local representatives like, all right. Hey, will you vote against this thing. Can you can you defund this? Seems like a scam. Like my, my, my local Democratic representatives are always like, oh, we need more money for child care. Okay, we can debate that, but you know what could free up some of that money? You not subsidizing like Hollywood anymore.
1: $700 like that, million. Dollars yeah. A year.
2: A yeah, year. A, it, 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 there's a ridiculous amount of money out there for this. Um, and... Yeah, I, yeah. Again, I, I don't, I don't see the full return on it. And just because, like, oh, we got to see Spider Man filmed in Rochester, like, nope, t- not worth it. Sorry, it's not. That's that's a ridiculous thing. Uh, it's it's not worth this amount of money to say that a few scenes of Spider Man Two, the Andrew Garfield Spider Man Two, were filmed in downtown Rochester.
1: How can we put down, a value on that though, Kevin? I mean, it's timeless. It I becomes a, a a memorial to the greatness of Rochester.
2: Yeah, I mean there there are literally dozens of people who are aware of that fact and now several dozen more thanks to listening on WYSL and our streaming uh audience. Um so congrats um you know we're we're spreading the knowledge that this film credit brought, you know, Spider-Man to, to Rochester. Right. Thank goodness. See
1: that there it's an intangible or it's a goodwill like there those are real accounting things, intangible values and, and goodwill. Those are real accounting strategies. It's like, how do we come up with this business? This is worth a real lot of money. Like, how is Trump's casinos worth so much money? It's the goodwill, it's the intangibles. They can just write right. it onto a balance sheet. Boom.
2: Yeah, I suppose so, right? Like, yeah. It makes the right people feel good. Yeah. Then, um, I guess it's worth it to them, I don't know that like that that feels bad to me that's, I i d I don't like that
1: I can tell um, <laughs> it's it and it's beautiful i I join me in my hatred for the government, Kevin, that's all I'm saying
2: yeah and and we have we have a few minutes left And know folks like Steve Becker on Facebook says the real purpose of that is so Cuomo could pay off his Hollywood cronies, sure, sport his higher aspirations, maybe I mean he's yeah Cuomo knew how to deliver a show during covid that's uh what he did um there's there's a lot of that
1: that um big contractor kickback stuff too where they these big contractors get job after job no bid building stuff for the state where it's like how did this guy get this job and then you go well he donated you know fifty thousand dollars to cuomo's pack and that twenty five hundred dollars directly to cuomo and and you know like funded all sorts of pet projects and it's like there there it is you know it's like yeah, pretty much a closed loop, man.
2: Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Um, and and there's a bunch of interesting stuff going in the comment section, a whole discussion with, with Shelly and Alice in here. But uh, but yeah, uh, there's – I don't know. Like, I don't know why people run this. I don't get it. I, I don't – it's one of those ones that, that I'm like, what – the government can't possibly be this dumb at war and or this corrupt, right? But,
1: but they not. are. But they are, Kevin. But they are. They, are. They, they trade on stocks. They get insider information. They start with nothing, and they retire with hundreds of millions of dollars. Like this system is a, is a kakistocracy and a kleptocracy. And it's like we're the idiots, <laughs> not them. We are. We're falling for it all the time. Even though they are idiots, let's be honest. Like, maybe. you have to be that dumb to be that malicious to be like, we're just going to do it, and people aren't going to notice. But you know what? Yeah, maybe they're also right.
2: No, I, I, I think you and I we've talked about it a few times. My, my philosophy on government is like you, you think that government is house of cards. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the people in government think that the government is uh, the West Wing, mm-hmm. and and I think the government is Veep. Um, is what? <laughs> veep the show veep yeah. um <laughs> all right i got you. that's yeah it's uh <laughs> although the consequences are a lot less funny in real life um so but yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know if i have time to get into like i, I was going to say something i'll say something briefly nice about um governor Hochul because we have a, a, like a couple minutes left all right but but basically this that that governor hokul um Put out a tweet the other day that said, "There's only one solution to New York City's housing crisis: build more housing."
1: Oh my god, I, I it was rattling around in the back of my head. I was, the, I'm the same man. Like, wow, the worst person I, I in the world just said something I agree with.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, she's right. Now, now I don't really know if she's like build more housing. With massive subsidies, um, although she was, she was, I think, kind of on the right side of like, we probably do need zoning reform. It should be easier to build in in New York City and in other cities as well. Like, and, and the the Libertarian Party of New York put out a thing that said, no, we need to cut regulations. And like, well, yeah, if that's what she wants to do, like, th- then great.
1: I I got a little mileage out of my my tweet in response, like. You people have laid roadblock after roadblock to build houses and you've laid, you know, roadblock. I'm exaggerating my tweet a little bit, but laid roadblock after roadblock to in between people and their renters. And so you created the problem and now you're going to fix it by building houses near train stations with government money and tax credits, Kevin.
2: Yeah, I mean, with tax credits. With tax credits, very, very cool.
1: yeah. I mean, we, you can't afford to build in New York State because of the rules and regulations, but with tax credits, yes, and zoning screws. Everyone, it gives your neighbors like, on YouTube all of like, sorts of power yeah. over you that they shouldn't have.
2: Yeah, no, there's there's a bunch of ways in which government has created a problem and now wants to be the solution and that solution is tax rights and subsidies and all this stuff it doesn't have to be that way we could just we could just make it easier for people to build stuff What we got to do all right but we we are heading up to a break here on a free solution on WYSL we're going to be back in just a few minutes thanks again for joining us talk to you soon
3: Introducing a sobering and unavoidable truth. The latest advancements in artificial intelligence have made cyber attacks easier than ever before. Cyber criminals are relentlessly targeting your business right now, seeking the tiniest opening in your defenses to drain your accounts and steal sensitive data. Your finances and your customers' trust are on the line. Call the experts at Simple Tech Innovations now at 585-999-TECH to secure your business today. Don't wait until it's too late. Make the call today. 585-999-TECH. To live the quality of life
0: we deserve in truth and freedom, informed by our Constitution, our laws and traditions, we need to pick the best leaders possible. Recent experience certainly illustrates that. Free and accurate elections are essential if we're going to restore our society and safeguard our rights. New York Citizens Audit is a volunteer, nonpartisan group which has been lobbying for open-source audits of the State Board of Elections and reform of the electoral process statewide. Did you know Citizens Audit has uncovered over one million felony violations of election law that in 2020 there were 625,000 more voter registrations than existing voting age citizens in just six New York counties, that there were 338,000 more votes cast than voters who voted. These are just a few shocking examples of the urgent need for reform. You can help. Visit AuditNY.com and learn the facts, how to volunteer, and make a difference in your community. Again, volunteer, donate, or spread the word. Start at AuditNY.com. That's AuditNY.com. A
1: free solution on the WYSL stations.
2: Welcome back to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson. Here today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Baron O'Connor.
1: I'm here, Kevin, and I have some amazing news, ladies and gentlemen. You, you, Pucks uh, Tony Phil has given the middle finger to the climate psychopaths. He is saying it's going to be an early spring, and people are celebrating all over the world. And I just want to thank that fat <laughs> little groundhog for for having the guts to stand up.
2: Uh, thank goodness. Yeah. Th- thank you. Pakistani, yeah,
1: the prognosticator you know,
2: yeah. of spring. Yeah, I mean, we, we had a nice uh, sixty degree day out here in in Rochester. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, that's great. Yeah, you know, and it but but it did make everyone say, "Oh my goodness, this is global warming. Oh, We're all gonna die." You
1: know? Can can we just not? Can we just not look? Global warming means there's going to be more food. Like it, it's going to mean moving north isn't going to suck as bad. Like Canada will become <laughs> habitable. All right, like the, its population will explode. It's going to be epic other than, you know, the whole border crisis. They're going to put up walls to keep the United States people in.
2: The, D-O, oh, you think that's how it's going to go? I'm pretty sure. Be, I, I know. know. I, I,
1: they already have in a way. So have you tried? Wait, I mean, it out? is
2: actually a thing, although usually it's 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 people coming into the United States. There have been a, an increase in Canadian border crossings. Oh, well. But most of those are just like people being sloppy, though, and just being like. Wandering over through the woods, type of thing, or on snowmobiles. <laughs> but, but some of them are like people just trying to, to cross in. Um, and you know, you know, as well about Canada, though, like most of their population lives further south in the United States. Now, and I mean the continental United States, um, because most, yeah, so most of the population is, a lot of it's in Ontario. Um, And big chunks of Ontario are further south than places like Wisconsin and Michigan. Okay. Um, and and uh, parts of the Pacific Northwest, and so yeah, a lot of the population, most of the population of Canada, actually lives south of the United States, continental United States, Lower Forty Eight. All right, that makes sense when you put it that way. It's probably
1: like a relatively temperate climate zone, not unlike right here in beautiful upstate.
2: But as I Ontario is like it's the same climate as like Buffalo. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. You know, it's a you know uh, not uh, finger like Great Lakes climate, right? Yeah, right along like Lake Erie and stuff. So yeah. Anyway, how how the heck did we get on this? Like, I I swear we had like other actual topics to talk about, and you just you start talking about groundhogs and stuff, and here we are.
1: I do like (laughs) like throwing the occasional curveball at you. So basically, what we've got going on, Kevin, is that. Um well the the acting president of the United States um has 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 been being investigated for all of the uh documents that he had in his garage next to his Corvette and at his house in Wilmington, Delaware. Um I, I, I'm referring to an article that I found in The Hill by Lauren Irwin, dated um February thirteenth, so or just came out earlier today. Um and so basically They did a survey, 54% of the population in the United States, and this includes Democrats, um, feel as though perhaps Joe Biden got some special treatment uh, based on his handling of classified documents. Um, That's not even actually, though, the best part of this. (laughs) Like The best part of this is Robert Hur, the special counsel, branded the president as an elderly man with a poor memory. I just wanna say thanks, Mr. Her for pointing out the obvious. Like I just I I don't know. This guy's
2: failing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting to put in a special counsel report. Um and it's it's pretty obvious to to a lot a lot of us, right? And and you, you got to where, okay, like is he is he acting, is he you know, just like Fading, like being forgetful but like some of the stuff is pretty like specific like uh th- there's stuff in there about him not remembering the years that he was vice president um him supposedly not remembering like the year his his son died um i mean he got he got pretty defensive over that in a press conference where he's like you no, know, don't be ridiculous. I was just kind of taken aback by the question. Yeah. And, and, sure. mad about um,
1: like, it. like, oh, like okay. when Donald Trump was making fun of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden went on a tirade about, don't make fun of my dead son in the middle of a debate. And half the country went, oh my God, Donald Trump's an evil monster. And the other half of the country said, that's not what he said. Like this is, yeah. this guy is, I don't know. Either he has dementia. I mean, he's definitely, he's, he's suffering, Kevin. And, I don't think that he's going to be um, the presidential candidate. I just don't I don't know how they can get there. I just, How can they get there? But who, Kevin, who are they going to substitute in for him? I, Nikki Haley, maybe? Wouldn't that be wild?
2: She's going to flip parties. Yeah. I mean, Go
1: I mean, she's a uniparty spokesperson, Kevin. She's a MIC salesperson. She's perfect for the job.
2: I, I get the feeling that the Democratic Party would rather put up their own warmongers um rather than picking up Nikki Haley. They 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 would in fact have their own. Yeah. That's um true. they have Governor they, good they get, Hair from California.
1: They have Yeah, you know like hair. they have Michelle Obama. <laughs> like I, I honestly I, she runs, she wins. I, I don't she runs, she I'm wins. See. I'm telling you right now. Me, she, she does. Long. She
2: doesn't seem interested in it. I mean, which you know, maybe her not seeming interested in it is like because that's the way presidents used to be selected. They would all pretend like, "Listen, I don't really want this, right? But if you're going to call me the action, then I will answer that call."
1: <laughs>
2: that and, Mo, and so maybe Mo, maybe that's how she she's gonna she's gonna play it.
1: The old Mo, Mo Udall quotes come to mind. Like, if I run, I'm running to Mexico. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? (laughs) If elected, I will not serve. You know, like, just good stuff. You guys should check him out, by the way. He's hilarious. Um, So anyway, this does set up an interesting thing where we have a special counsel that has deemed the president of the United States. And guys, what this means from a special counsel is that he would not prosecute him for his obvious transgressions of the law because his defense is he's senile and therefore cannot form the intent to mishandle documents like he's been accused of reading them out loud to reporters like this is actually pretty bad um, and at least on par with what trump did with the documents at up at marlago
2: um, and so i mean the way i look at this is like they're both <laughs> we're governed by morons uh we in are. some of these cases like it's like they 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 both were sloppy about this you know and joe biden can like I, I i think he joe biden like to to his partial credit at least it was like yeah i should have taken responsibility that i just kind of offloaded this thing onto a t- uh, a staff member and didn't think about it and they were sloppy but it's my responsibility to make sure the staff is doing their job okay yeah you're right and okay so how are you actually going to take accountability for that now other than you know uh yeah i should have done better
1: yeah I I put out a tweet on this this exact subject and I said it is as if there is some force guiding us towards a binary choice of two incompetent adults to run the country and I, I man I didn't get as many likes as I would have liked to have gotten but I did get a pretty substantial amount of likes
2: Yeah <laughs> but and as a the, the difference between Trump and Biden though is that that Trump sort of uh didn't cooperate with the investigation as True. much, so they both like both of them like took stuff they shouldn't have taken. Right, and Trump could have done the same thing and be like, "Oops, didn't mean to take that. Thought that was something that belonged to me. My bad." And then like Democrats was still freaked out at the exact same level, right? Um, Freak. and and so like it would be hard to tell. And then, and in that case, I would have been like, "Yep, it sounds like the, it's a big nothing burger. Like, some staff member moved some boxes they shouldn't have, and like." we shouldn't throw Trump in jail for that. But no, no, he he knew he had the stuff and then decided not to do something. And and, and then Biden had also had stuff and then was like, oh, oops, uh, I guess I'll hand that back. Shouldn't have let that happen. Okay, and I think that's how, like, a lot of those types of crimes should go, right? Like, it should go like that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's the other stuff associated with both of them. Like, Trump's, like, refusal to cooperate and Biden's, like, Either like incompetence or refute like lack of memory and and all these other factors that went to it, that are just a strange. And so, you know, we're left with we can vote for not remembering stuff or willfully belligerent and also saying strange things Um or, you know, RFK, who threw out an ad during the Super Bowl. You know, which. What did you whichever. think
1: of his ad during the Super Bowl? Like, I was. I, I remain unoffended by that ad. I did not think. Other than, look,
2: I don't. I mean, they, they put a, a. It was a Kennedy ad out, right? They, they used. Uh, was it was it an old JFK ad or a Robert F. Kennedy ad? I, it was,
1: was a Robert friend? F. Kennedy ad, but he, he got his face spliced into some parts of it. And, RF uh, you yeah. know, RFK face was in there as well. But the thing of that was, was like, it was a big. Amount of nothing asking you to worship somebody with the Kennedy name, which is yeah. pretty offensive. That part is pretty offensive to me. But <laughs> RFK is seems like a pretty nice guy, you know. Like whatever, I I, yeah, I don't want uh, him to be president. His his replacing the current system of tyrants with his better, more improved, you know, more compassionate tyrants doesn't seem to be, you know, a realistic solution. I I did ask. At, you know, on my Twitter page, is is voting for RFK the lesser of three evils? Because we're always asked to vote for the lesser of two evils pretty regularly. Um, yeah. So that did that pretty well. <laughs>
2: uh, him and, like, some super PACs that, that seemed to support him might actually have the resources to, like, build awareness and yeah. get him on the ballot.
1: It was, it was um, just brand awareness stuff. It was not that big a deal. It was
2: – yeah. Oh, well, no, I, that's exactly what it is. I mean, like yeah. really like
1: Kennedy running for president.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, there there's some people who didn't know and 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 that Super Bowl was the uh biggest it was the biggest uh most watched event of like ever, most watched TV event ever. That's because um,
1: of Taylor Swift. Um, let's yes. be honest. People were hoping to see her just catch a glimpse of her doing some sort of wave or something like that, because she is remarkably uh, attractive. Apparently,
2: she did chug a beer. I think Good for her, I mean, yeah. That so be- uh, she she was playing the uh, spot Taylor Swift on the TV uh, drinking game as well, and uh and you
1: know. <laughs> I is that a game? I I fall asleep during the Super Bowl, so it's like I feel bad, but I don't get to see all of it. You know, I saw the Michael Michael uh, Sarah uh Sarah V deal did yeah that was a a good one I freaking love that one I I was like I was rolling like I love that kind of humor man and I I like Michael Sarah. he's
2: funny no there's a couple good ads this year man. it's not it's not not as big as it used to be but there's a couple funny ones like the Paramount Plus ad they had a shortened version of it but I thought that one was funny and um you know I I sort of like half watching it because like you know toddler who's up during that time running around. So I was like, all right, uh, buddy, I'll chase you right after, right after this drive. Okay. Nothing happened again. This first half. All right.
1: Um, so look, I got, I got a a little bit of an interesting one out there. Um, Thomas Massey, uh, on Twitter has stated the, um, this week, the house will vote on the U S government must get a warrant to search for your private communications that are collected in the digital dragnet used to surveil foreigners. Um, this landmark vote will show which members faithfully uphold the constitution now first of all i predicted the future and responded to thomas massey and i said i can predict the future civil liberties are going to lose bipartisanly um i'm just saying that's that's gonna be the ultimate result of whatever vote comes around um and whomever votes for it but what do you what do you think about that like is is there any real chance that that the current Congress is going to push back on the warrantless spying of American citizens. That was made apparent by Julian Assange and Edward Snowden. And yeah, you
2: know, so I mean, it, 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 it'd be great if they did like, we've been, we've been fighting this for, for 10 years. Again, I was, I was out there doing restore to fourth rallies a a decade ago, like talking about the Edward Snowden revelations and uh, trying to, to, Bring awareness to the fact that our government is is scooping up a lot of American uh, communications um, and metadata in their, as I said, the digital dragnets where they're they're trying to search for like any foreign interactions. But they're really scooping up a lot of American information, too. Um, If
1: if you're not doing anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. I'm just that's
2: that's what they tell me. Just relax, Um,
1: pal. You know, just I'm
2: sure it will all be fine. And I will just have to trust that the government is run by good people who would not throw legal charges at anyone who didn't absolutely deserve it. Like Tim, Donald is that A. correct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> like Donald Trump, right? The victim, I don't know. He, Donald Trump. The, the victim, Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, uh, on that note, on, on, talking about the victim Donald Trump we're, we're gonna have to end the WISL radio show and continue this conversation afterwards again subscribe to our podcast if you want to hear what else we're talking about we talked for like 10 minutes during both of the breaks um so you're missing a last show we'll probably talk for another 15 minutes afterwards have a great night folks take care